Welcome to episode 32 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Well, uh, besides feeling like I'm walking through the Sahara with a snowmobile suit and wool socks wrapped around John and the Twins, better than most, not as good as some. Mike, how are you? That's warm. Yes, uh, it is uh, sweltering conditions here at the North Studio. Luckily for that noisy breeze our listeners are going to hear, that's probably the only thing that's going to keep us from passing out during this <laughs> this podcast. Uh, but otherwise, I'm doing well, but everybody who knows me knows I hate this seat. I'd much rather be doing this in 44-degree weather in my shorts than the 93 it is at 7 p.m. on Sunday night. Feels like 105. Um, got three interesting selections, I think. 32 episodes in. These are six math guy here, 696. We're getting close to 100 tastings here. I know. That's I, I, know cool. I know there's got to be thousands of beers, but in our limited area, I mean, we're going to have to start uh, really diving deep into what we taste here. Um, before we get to our first selection, which is from Epic Brewing, uh, I think new segment of the show. I, I think we got to call it uh, Corrections Corner or something because. Uh, <laughs> I know personally I make at least 90 mistakes a pod and if we ever edited we get rid of some of those but ah, editing's for suckers. As my wife pointed out uh, one of our selections last week to get it correct it was called the Concrete Dinosaur Brown Rye IPA which I didn't like at all rated it under two. Um, we both said the long neck dinosaur was the brontosaurus. Liz pointed out to me that that's in fact the brachiosaurus. So that was a mistake. Uh, the second one really wasn't a mistake because we actually asked the question. We somehow talked about Maud. Yeah. And I, it was like, what? We did. We what, forgot yeah, what, what show. What was it a spinoff? And we didn't know, so it's not a correction, but a, a few of our listeners, uh, again, my wife and my sister Jen, uh, Maud was the original spinoff. Of Norman Lear's All in the Family. Oh, right on. Because Maude was actually Archie Bunker's cousin. And then that spun off into her own show. Right on. Um, and the third mistake, uh, naturally courtesy of uh, at Blackhawk Larry, and I even have it in my notes as smoke shows. Larry swears up and down, that, and all I would have to do is re-listen, but <laughs> who's got time to do that? He swears up and down that I said smoke screen. I would never call a woman a smokescreen because that's actually yeah, you know, that's yeah. almost like a yeah, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole different topic. A smokescreen, <laughs> a smoke show, and even in my notes, I referred to the the actresses of Vertigo as smoke shows in my notes. If I said smokescreen, I'm an idiot, and so be it. I apologize, but that that wraps up corrections corner. So, Edith, I couldn't uh, help it. I had to do it. That show couldn't be done today. No, hell no. It couldn't be oh done today. God, it's no. actually, so actually, I've watched some of like old reruns on TV Land or whatever, and Archie says this, and then you're like, you kind of cringe in your seat, <laughs> even though you're sitting at home watching it alone. Okay, so I wonder, did they take the Archie Bunker chair out of the Smithsonian? Ooh, based on that. Good question. Yeah, that's a. We'll have to go because I deep the, thought by Dave at Dawson. The, uh, at the it was when Nick and Max were in eighth grade it was yeah. still there because okay. i actually took a picture of it because i mean the kids looked at me like it's an ugly looking chair what are you looking at? what are you taking a picture of that right for? i'm like ah you don't understand there's Get not too many me. people alive probably that really appreciate that well at, not appreciate it but remember it for right. what it is exactly. anymore so it's like oh it's just an, like you said the kids are that's ah, an ugly chair what the hell is that doing here exactly um well without further ado i say uh we uh start chasing ghosts dave let's do it chasing ghosts from Epic Brewing, comes in at a robust 10.3%. Jesus. And the dreaded NA and IBUs. I wonder if the I wonder if the brewmaster is just like, oh, fuck. we have no idea. I have no idea what the IBU is. It just put NA. Uh, it comes in at untapped at a 4.00. So the untapped crowd really likes it, and it's a verified rating because. It is 12,000 check-ins. Nice. Which is, as we, when we get to our second and third selections, you'll see that it is actually, it's almost triple the number of check-ins of our second and third combined. Based on the, based on the haziness and what I'm looking at, I think I'm really going to enjoy this. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. 
Oh, not bad. Mm-hmm. I would put the IBUs somewhere in the 40 to 50 range. Yeah. I would actually probably say 50 to 60 because you get the nice citrus taste on the on the initial yep. drink. And then the bitterness Comes is on the back after, yeah, on yeah. the back end. I would agree with that. All right. Um, anyway, as we get through this pint, I always love the pint selections better than the 12-ounce cans. Hey, that's four extra ounces, Dave. Sports, plenty of sports, and sports and more sports to talk about. Baseball kicked off. Well, that's a bad tie-in. Baseball didn't really kick it off. They Hit, hit off. Yeah, hit off or pitched off or threw or whatever. Right. They didn't really kick it off. That's football, which is coming yeah. up. Did you see Fauci's first throw in? Woo. No, I did not. That was bad. Was it bad? Did he he almost close? threw to first base. Did he really? Yeah, it was, it was not good. I did not see that. He did have a mask on, hopefully, right? Uh, he did. Which is odd because he's on the pitching mound in an empty stadium, and the pitching mound <laughs> sixty feet six inches. Social distancing is six feet. Do you think there was a message there? I, but it's yeah, the message <laughs> was stupidity because the social distancing is six feet. Right. He was sixty feet six inches away from anybody. Right. Well, he was in the dugout with other people, yeah. and he is. I We're going to get to the dugout thing of this baseball I, thing I, in a minute, I Dave. Think he, I think he's, you know, he's in his 70s, so maybe he forgot to take it off going to the mound. Ah, it's, nah. a, it's a political scam. Yeah, I watched a few of the games, and I've listened to some of the games on my Sirius XM radio. I don't mind the piped-in crowd noise as much listening on the radio. Because on the radio, you don't have the visual, obviously. Right. So you can say, oh, oh man, it's just like old time. You know, the crowd, the Red Sox hit a home run. Which, by the way, the Red Sox fell to one and two today against the hapless Orioles. So three games into the 60-game sprint, I'm officially writing the Red Sox off. <laughs> My buddy Fish will be happy to hear that because typically I give up on them quicker than three games. I'm hoping hockey, which comes back next week, is better. And, yes, I'm going to watch baseball just because I'm a sports fan. I love it. Right. And I'm probably going to have to play around with the DraftKings app and see if I can get any uh, betting in. Yep. It almost seems, with no fans, it almost seems too goody-two-shoe. You mm. know, like the no touching and the guy sitting up behind the home plate and... I just don't know. Do you think somebody coming in like to home and there's a throwing coming in from, you know, right field to home and there's, you know, there's going to be a collision and the guy I like. The I guy, personally don't think we're going to see that. He pulls up and goes, eh, I'm out. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and they've all been tested in, in order to, they got to come back negative to keep playing. So I don't see the fear. And it just, I just don't. Uh, Maybe they'll surprise us this next week, Mike. And there just seems to be like too good. And before we started recording, you brought it up, uh, Anthony Rizzo yeah. against the Brewers. The guy for the Brewers, name escapes me, right. singled, gets to first base. Anthony Rizzo goes into his back pocket and brings out the hand sanitizer. This is jokingly. Jokingly is fine, right. but this is this isn't spring training. This is an exhibition. That was game one of a sixty-game sprint. Right, so that's kind of what you're saying is the mood's kind of like exactly eh, the is. mood. The mood is even the first three games, which are important in a 60 game schedule. Right, right, but they're even more important because it's a shorter schedule. Exactly, now. that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, and it's all goody two shoe. Oh yeah, we're oh, kumbaya, everybody. We're yeah. happy to be back, which is great. And getting paid. And it's like. <laughs> The one thing I did hear today that I'm very interested to, and any of our listeners, if you want to take me up on this, I'll be willing to pay it. I heard today that the rooftops behind Wrigley right. are operating on 25% capacity, obviously, to maintain social distancing, yep. and tickets are going for $300 apiece. I, would, I, will pay, I will gladly pay $300 yeah. and go watch a game. Because I've done I've done it once with a bunch of guys from work. Andy, Nick, Brandon, shout out to you guys. I don't think any of you list. Well, Brandon might, but I'm not sure if he does or not anymore. But anyway, I'm off track there. But what a concept, though, eh? Because yeah. they were doing it even sure. when you could go into the game, and that was the middle game of the the Cubs Tigers series. First game we saw in the stadium. Second game we went to the rooftop, and the final game of the series we were back in the stadium. Yeah. And 
I mean, you're a ways away from the game, and they all look like little uh, electric sure. football guys in baseball uniforms, obviously. But right. I mean, it, it was awesome. It was great, and if that's a way you can get to a live event, sure. So anybody out there wanting to go to Chicago, three hundred bucks, let me know. I'm in. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. What was your take on baseball's first? Well, today was the third game. Right. So I just have one quick question. I'm just wondering if Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, I'm wondering if that's Nate Zastro, like moonlighting, just gave himself an alias and because, uh, no, I. I <laughs> yeah, his shit's out. His shit's out of control. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's cut it or shaved it or anything since the World Series. Like, like you said, it was pretty long at the World Series, and so, I mean, I don't remember, but he he looked like he could substitute for Sasquatch. I don't know. Wouldn't it be ironic if he actually spends a lot of time manscaping? <laughs> <laughs> that would be ironic. But yeah, I, I actually thought his shit was out of control. Last year's playoffs. When um, actually it may have been two years ago when the yeah when they played the Red Sox in the World Series. I don't know, but when, it's, because it was Kimbrel versus uh, Turner, and they look exactly alike with yeah. the beard. Kimbrel looks a lot is clean shaven with the Cubs this year, but, but anyway. the hair and back even oh, yeah. is down to his name. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah, darn so, close, he has, yeah. so he hasn't done anything. He's just let it go all cattywampus. Oh yeah, I mean, and with the uh, with the the big lens like the uh, the Oakley M series, yep. big lens glasses, you don't see any skin. It's hat, glasses, and then all hair. Maybe yep. a little bit of his ears, you know, poking out of the ball cap. But the other thing I was really, it was really crazy to see is that Tyler Rogers from uh, San Francisco, you know, st- apparently starts overhand and then starts pitching, not even like, not even Mark Fidrich. Was Fidrich aside? No. no. Uh, who am I thinking from the 80s, 70s, 80s that was the big side? Well, Dan Quisenberry did it. Um, Quisenberry, right. Um, this guy is inches off the ground. Yeah, there's a couple guys that do that. But he starts. I didn't see that game. He starts overhand though, and then drops. Apparently, down. now that would actually. I'll throw be hitters honest. Off. I didn't see the overhand part, but the announcers were saying just what you said. That's got to throw a lot of newbies. Oh yeah, kids if, that you're expecting, if you're expecting to come over the top, and all of a sudden it's coming from as the soon ground, as some of the new guys that have never seen him before, you know, you finally get his timing coming over the top, and then he starts doing what is a, a barely legal sidearm, you know, from inches off the ground coming in that way that was crazy but uh but yeah i tried to see a little bit of as many games as i could i mean it was i i felt warm and fuzzy as far as things getting back in the ballpark Um, like i said i don't necessarily like the and no this isn't going to go into a political movement or anybody so don't anybody cringe out there but if nobody's there why are you playing the national anthem i mean it's like okay i guess you want some semblance of normalcy but you know let's I don't know. Don't put, lips, do. don't put lipstick on a pig. There's nobody there. Take the field, get no. the pitcher loose, and let's go. Right. I mean, who are you impressing? Um, uh, anyway, quick take. I'm going to go out on a limb here. 57 games to go. Yanks are 2-1. and one. Nats are 1-2. and two. They played each other in opening weekend. That is my World Series prediction, the Yankees and the Nats. The Nats, you know, they're the defending champs, and they didn't really – change much and the Yanks just can mash the ball out of the ballpark. I mean so Yankees Nationals, you heard it here on episode thirty two of Flights Football and anything else. So All right. pl- place your futures wagers wherever you can. Um what Na- NASCAR had a race Thursday. Yep. Uh Denny Hamlin won his fifth race of the year, followed by Brad Kozlowski and Martin Truex Jr. I had Ryan Blaney in my pool who was running in the top three. But for some reason, he decided he wanted to see how his car was going to react when he just slammed it into the wall coming out of the turn. <laughs> didn't, it didn't work out that well for me. He ended up finishing a lap down. He saw it in a Mission Impossible movie and it, thought it would work. It must have. Was like, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was going to get more G-force if he banged it off the wall. <laughs> the highlight or low light, depending on how you view accidents, was the 37 car, Ryan Priest, in the uh, Bush's Baked Beans car. It, it's amazing the safety that goes into NASCAR. I mean, because this guy, I'm, I'm sure he's on the brakes, but he hits the outside wall and just comes speeding into the inside retaining wall 
and the, as a driver, it's got to be it's got to be just like oh fuck, <laughs> you know what am I doing? <laughs> you know, and he, I mean he hit the wall, yeah. got quarter to two thirds sideways, and anyway the car landed on on its tires, but and he and he walked out unscathed, and that's the amazing thing. I mean right. he was out of the car before the medical personnel, got that. and he's got to go to the tent regardless. But sure. he was out of the car before. They even got there, and after a collision like I mean, you see that on I seventy five, there are eight dead. Yeah, I mean, so, but uh, and then they were off this weekend because they raced Thursday, and I think they're back in action Sunday. Right. Um, any notes on that uh, comment on the? We didn't. We really haven't heard anything about the the twenty some thousand fans that were at that Bristol race. No, bring that, that up. Yeah, just you real you, quickly. Yeah, you'd mentioned it. I. I don't know why they can't do that more often, and it surprised me because this was the one NASCAR race, and it was the All-Star race, so I, sure. I, my pool didn't include that. Sure, yeah. So I didn't have a driver, and I kind of forgot about it. It was like, all right, well, it, it was one of those like, All-Star game. It doesn't count. So I didn't watch it, and I didn't learn about after the fact. They had 30,000 tickets available. They had 20,000 show up. Bristol Motor Speedway seats over 160,000 people. Sure. So the, thirty thousand, yeah, thirty thousand yeah. one hundred sixty is going to look empty, but I, I'm perplexed at that. Like, unless it's state laws or whatever, I mean, why can't other sports like why couldn't like the Tigers say, okay, there's ten thousand tickets available, and spend, I mean, and ten thousand tickets for the Tigers actually be a pretty good crowd. So <laughs> I mean, but I mean, but right. you know, you know, like if you want good seats and you're late to the party, I mean, you're. You might be customers 9,998, 9,999, and 10,000, and you may be in the right center field bleachers. Right. So they're going to be shitty seats, but you're at the game watching the game. Yep. So I don't know why other sports can't try it. Unless everybody's going by state law, and it's like, if, okay, there's strictly a 200, uh, 200 less policy. Sure. Yeah. There's something like that. I don't know. But uh, it seems like. You know, if you permit somehow permanently taped off, roped off, mm-hmm. you know, roped off three seats, put three seats. Right. Roped off three seats, and then you can somehow you're giving out these seats available, right. and and you know. Yeah, and you, you and your family would be in row four, seat the first four. Right. I mean, everybody would have an aisle seat. You'd have the the eight seats in between. Yeah. And then my family would be two rows above your family on the opposite end. I think and, it, and I would I, think it would know, be the people the people at the venues are just like ah oh, fuck it that's just too that's you know that's making our head explode right but like I said but, but there are enough people, people there there are enough people dumb enough like I just threw out earlier to the listeners I'll go sit on a rooftop for three hundred bucks and years ago when my buddies and I did that it was like ninety four dollars for that same setup but now it's like hey, hey we got right. you by the we got you by the short hairs right. and the price of poker just went up we're going three hundred. And I'm willing to pay that. And if people sure. are willing to pay it, do it. Fuck those cardboard cutouts. Put right. real people in that motherfucker. <laughs> but hey, I think it's time to stop chasing the ghosts and let's rate this bad boy. Let's do that. I'm you're first. Up, you're up. You're up. Boy, I tell you what, I would love to try to drink a four pack of this bad boy because I think it one, might be one of those that sneaks up on you and catches you with an oh, uppercut out sure. of nowhere and knock you out because this. I don't. This doesn't taste ten percent to me. No. Usually, you can taste you. You in particular taste the. Oh yeah, it's like whoa. Yeah. And you you're kind of like. <laughs> but this is actually a this may be the smoothest double figure yeah. alcohol we've tasted on this pod, and I'd like to continue chasing ghosts. Hmm. And I and I'm gonna go right along with our untapped rating crowd. The untapped says four. I'm gonna say I like it better than the untapped, and I'm gonna go four point zero five. Four point zero five. And before you get, before you give your ranking, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna let Lost Coast Brewing Fog Cutter Double IPA know there's possibly a new sheriff in town. <laughs> so Fog Cutter better right. step up its game because I really like this chasing ghost from Epic Brewing. It's funny you said what you said. I was gonna make the analogy of like Long Island iced tea. You know, fruity kind of foo foo drink, yep. da da da, you have two you know, but eventually, you know, on your third oh, one, yeah, all third. of a sudden you're <laughs> hugging the table leg. Oh yeah, because yep. <laughs> it catches up with you, and you don't really expect it. So, yeah, I'm I'm right with you on this one. I was gonna go with a uh, four point one, to be honest with you. Holy shit! 
really like this a lot, and this one. Our ratings have changed or our tastes have changed because I don't. Although there's enough flavor in this, where there's great flavor yeah, yeah, in this, yeah. I, I, with that fruity, like you said, yep. fruity in the in the front, a little bit of a, a little bit of a bitter, you know, but not. It's you're drinking an IPA. You expect right. that. It's oh, yeah. double hopped, so it's going to be there. All right, I'm going to challenge myself to drink a four pack one night at Chasing Gold. <laughs> see if I'm still standing. Good luck. But as long as I'm still upright and somewhat cognizant, Dave, why don't we get on to our second selection? Kind of tone it down a notch intentionally based on the first and the third tastings. And we're going with a Grand Armory Brewing selection out of Grand Haven, Michigan. Grand Haven. Yep. Michigan's owned. And this bad boy is 12-ounce can, affectionately known as Mother Schmucker's Raspberry Ale. I purchased this with you in mind. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but hey. No. I appreciate that, Mike, yeah. very much. So let's... I, this can makes me smile. I don't know. It's for the viewers, <laughs> Mother Schmucker, but it is absolutely trying to get as close to a Schmucker's jar without getting sued. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to assume you met the listeners since we're not on YouTube yet. We haven't gone that Did big. I say viewers? Yes, you did. Oh, God. That's all right. I can't one tell day, you. One day we're going to be on YouTube, and we're going to be a bigger YouTube sen sensation than a big YouTube sensation. <laughs> all right. All right, let's go. Let's go a little mother schmuckers here. Uh, oh, yeah. Almost looks like a wine. A wine with a little fizz to it. A pinkish hue, as I'm George just, Constanza would like to say. I'm just laughing in anticipation of... A pinkish hue. Yeah, I like a girl with a pinkish hue. Cheers. Cheers. Surprisingly refreshing. Now, you know what I'm you know what I do with this beer? Yeah. Plan a day of cutting the front yard, the side yard, and the backyard. Right. And knocking back a dozen. I'm surprised. You're actually Oh, this is ref this is refreshing. So you know when you got the sweat going on the you know right. you empty the bag, drink a beer three more stripes of the lawn drink a beer right this has serious lawn cutting drinkability really wow because i was saying i was laughing in anticipation of your reaction just based on the color of the pour but yeah i would i mean i would agree with you i would say it tastes nothing like a beer oh no there's enough of there's a hint of a beer taste where you don't think it's a wine cooler or a spritzer or a seltzer there's a, there's a, just yeah. enough of the beer taste. But Maybe. This, this is almost this almost reminds me of the the time. I would say it's refreshing. I would agree with refreshing. that. Very refreshing. Almost reminds me of the time in one lawn cutting session where I drank fifteen Natterdays. <laughs> it may, may have been my, one of my most impressive drinking displays ever. So anyway. I don't know if that's I would have loved to have seen your lawn after you got done doing that. I'm not sure that. if I should be proud of that or ashamed of that. Or whatever. <laughs> 15 beers in two hours. I mean, that's not a bad rate. <laughs> Although the greatest drinking exhibition that I've ever seen in my life was on New Year's Day at Scott Sproul's house where my buddy Dick Fisher at the Fishman 8, follow him, knocked back a case of quartz. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. <laughs> or, nobody has. <laughs> and, I mean, it was an... It was an drinking exhibition so again <laughs> right. not sure if you should be proud of it or ashamed of it but nonetheless right ufc i didn't see any of the ufc fight night the primetime main event stuff i'll I take saw up a, that end i saw I a couple of the prelim stuff early before we went out to dinner right with blackhawk larry and his wife and uh son and yep future daughter-in-law and the only thing of note i won't remember any names not even going to try to butcher them it was the women's fight, and I'm not. I never noticed it in live UFC, but in right. COVID UFC, where there's 10 seconds to go, there's a like. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I noticed 10 that. There's 10 seconds yeah. to go. They're like slapping two pieces of wood exactly. together or something. And right. this girl, when that sound went, the one girl reached up to try to fist bump. Yeah. The other girl's like, "Hey, good round." And the other girl just unloaded just like haymaker. three haymakers on her, and then like, then the, the round ended, and like the ref even went up to her, and you could see him saying, "Hey, yeah. 
that ain't the end of the round. <laughs> I mean, but it, that that was the only thing of note. Yeah. And uh, she ended up losing the fight. It wasn't because of that mistake on her part. The other fighter was just that much better and right. beat her. But so what? Uh, I didn't see any of the prime time. So the the two main cards, if you will, was a light heavyweight fight, and then there was a middleweight fight. So the and actually these were pretty good. My son and I watched the light heavyweight fight. And I would say, especially that fight, two pretty savvy veterans. So when you get some veterans in there, especially in the, the heavier weight categories, they tend to like try to fake and faint and usually get two to three really good uh, interactions you know, per round uh, with those guys. Uh, they don't have the stamina, obviously, with the featherweight or the lighter weight fighters. You know what I mean? They can't. Right. They well, just yeah, can't because right. they're, they're moving that mass around. So, um, uh, and I'm going to, you know what, I practiced these names and practiced these names and, and, and listened, you know, to try to how to, how to pronounce them, but I'm, I hope I hope I get them right this time. Uh, Mauricio Hua, both guys are Brazilian, and Rogero Nogueira, I think I got them good. So, two Brazilian countrymen, they fought two times before, First in 2005 in Japan, and the second one in 2015 uh, UFC. Both were were pretty epic. Now uh, Shogun, which everybody calls him Shogun, um, he's a former light heavyweight champion. Uh, in their third meeting, now uh, Rosario, this is his last fight. He's 40 some years old, and he's he's hanging it up. So he was he was hoping to get a win out of this one, especially because Shogun beat him in the last two. But um, the thing with the light heavyweight guys, man, when they hit, it's like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you, especially, especially with, with no, no crowd. Yeah, no crowd noise. It's especially, it's, it's, boom. You know, you're, you're even on, you're watching on, on TV or streaming it on your device, and you kind of jump back a little oh, yeah. bit sometimes when they land those. The, the backstory that's interesting, you're like, Shogun, okay, like, where'd that nickname come from? So I looked that one up, and apparently his, his older brother, uh, Mauricio, uh, his older brother... Marilio, uh, his nickname is Ninja, and his younger brother Marcos is uh, Shailen. Or Shail- uh, anyway, uh, apparently when they started in martial arts, they had in Brazil they had a Japanese coach, and so when they were just starting out, they had obviously because all of them are in mixed martial arts; they're all in the fighting business. So they had their own Miyagi. If you will, they kind of, yeah, they just had that thing where their coach kind of gave them these nicknames. So. Being your goddamn slave is what I'm being, man. <laughs> well, to some extent, but that fight was pretty good, pretty good. Um, and Shogun ended up winning that one, so he won three in a row off of this guy. Um, so he's kind of in contention for that light heavyweight. He, and that 47 year old guy's probably just gonna ride off. He's done, so, yeah. he's done, yeah. He's uh, and you can tell from the you could tell from the post-fight interview, he's kind of done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's... It's not a young man's sport to get your brains beat in. He's nightly. been tenderized a little bit, so... Uh, but the main card was really good fight. That was Whitaker versus Till. Now, Whitaker is a New Zealand fighter. Uh, I would have bet money the, that Whitaker was an American. What's that? I would have bet money that Whitaker was an nah, American. Nah, he's, he's got a definite New Zealand-Australian accent. Uh, Robert, the... The Reaper Whitaker versus Darren the Gorilla Till. If you watch the highlights of Darren uh, Darren Till, um, they're very impressive. Um, and so, uh, you know, you, you didn't know which way this was going to go, but the uh, the veteran ended up winning on this one. But again, it was they were both trying to they were both trying to uh, sucker, fake, or faint each other into. You know, pulling their weight one way or the other, so you know they can try to get a, a TKO or put the other one on his, on their back. Whitaker admitted in the first round, you know, he went for one of the fakes. Uh, Till, you know, is constantly like, I like him. He reminds me of uh, McGregor. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yep. He's constantly doing goofy stuff, uh, putting his hands up in the air, trying to entice the other person to just kind of get riled up or do something stupid. Uh, Whitaker said he 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 did he went for it in the first round and that's why he got knocked on his ass, uh, but for the other four rounds you know he he didn't fall for it 
So the second round, Whitaker just basically put a beat down on this guy. Um, but um, but it, it, it they were good fights, if you could tell from my from my tone. Um, but uh, it, it was funny in the last round, you, Till needed to get a TKO or some kind of a mission or a submission hold or something like that. And um, so you know you, you knew like with two minutes to go, something cool was going to happen. Well. Uh, uh, Darren, the gorilla Till, ended up landing an elbow on the top of his head. Well, you know what head wounds do. Bleed. Bleed like crazy. Yeah. So uh, the last minute of that fight, uh, they started grappling. the wrestling gra- business, they call that get color. There you go. But they started grappling just a little bit. Um, I think because Whitaker knew, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't let it get out of hand. Well... Just the streaming blood from his head. It looked like the like a scene from Carrie. You okay, know, for those yeah. of us that are able <laughs> to remember, you know, what that looked like. I mean, both of them are just, you know. So when the bell sounded and Whitaker was the obvious winner, you know, it was the, the, their corners ended up coming out with a lot of towels, you know, wiping them all down for the, for the hand raising in the wind. But I thought it was, you know, for uh, Fight Island, I think it was the last evening on yep. Fight Island. I think they're going back to yep. Las Vegas. Um, yeah, because that's, were what, two they, really that's good what they were saying in the prelims. Yeah, because I, I saw some, a couple of the free, prelim fights, but um, so that was that was my take. It was it was pretty entertaining and kind of like soccer. If you watch soccer and you have no idea what you're looking at, it's boring as hell. It's like watching paint dry. But you know, I, and I'm you know I'm not a I'm not an expert in UFC or mixed martial arts. But now that I've been watching it a little bit, when you know what to look for and you know what each person's trying to do, you're looking for the setups. You're like, oh, he's trying to set him up. You know, oh, he went for it. Kind of a. I'm just looking for somebody to get knocked out. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> and then it's like, oh god, that was brutal. Why do you do that to the guy? Oh, in in the fight before that though, <coughs> with uh, and I forgot the guy who won, but Ferguson. Uh, unfortunately, that guy almost got his arm ripped out of his out of his socket. Because uh, it was a first round uh, submission hold, it was an arm bar, and you saw, like his scapula, like rotate over to almost the f- underneath his armpit, you know. Well, and the referee jumped in and like well, you, you know, saved by the bell or how? Oh yeah, the referee jumped in and like you know just like boom, the bell rang oh. and yeah, yeah, it was over. But uh, but that's the kind of thing you're probably looking for. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, What's next? Hey, uh, look, this day in sports. Uh, like this day in sports, July 26th, uh, I think we each only have one. Okay. So um, I'll go first. Now, Joe DiMaggio had a major league record 56-game hitting streak in 1941. Everybody knows that. Big fucking deal, right? And it has nothing to do with July 26th. So, you know, you're thinking, well, why the fuck do you bring it up, you stupid idiot? Bring it up for this reason. Because now, impressive as that is, and by the way, I mean, I think 2016, Freddie Freeman had a 30 or 31 game hitting streak. And like in 2008, 9, that range, Jimmy Rollins had like a 37. That's impressive because I want the listeners to oh. know you're not looking at notes. You're, you're out of the right. top of your head. Oh, and it's, you know, so, I mean, this record hasn't even been approached in the last 30 years. Yeah. Anyway. What's significant about today, July 26th, was that July 26th, 1933, so 67, 87 years ago today, 18-year-old Joe DiMaggio's Pacific Coast League 61-game hitting streak was snapped, which... It, it still to this day is the longest Pacific Coast League hitting streak, right? And it's only the it's the second longest minor league hitting streak behind Joe Wilhoit's 69 game streak in the Western League. Now, uh, Joe Wilhoit never amount, mounted to shit like Joe DiMaggio did, but right. I mean, it's just weird that as 18 year old in 1933, he hit 61 games in a row in the Pacific Coast League, which at that time. There were no major league baseball teams west of the Mississippi. So the Pacific Coast League was almost like Their big, major league, league. big League West. Sure. And then a mere eight years later, 
He's with the New York, the New York Yankees. Thank you, George Costanza. <laughs> and he had a 56 game hitting streak. Right. So I thought that was kind of a, you know, 61 yeah. games in a row. I don't give a fuck what, at whatever level, <laughs> 61 games in a row is impressive. Right. Agreed. Did you have any or no? Before we raid uh, mother schmuckers. Um. Okay. So I had a couple. You know, I didn't want to leave the ladies out of this. So the the few that I saw in in kind of being into golf a little bit when I was growing up, 1981 U.S. Women's Open golf. Uh, Pat Bradley. She wasn't very good looking at all. Yeah. Okay. But there were some. Yeah, she wasn't one of them, though. <laughs> Pat Bradley shoots a final round of 66, or six under par, one stroke ahead of Beth Daniel to win the Women's U.S. Open. And then in 1992, the U.S. Open, unforgettably, Patty Sheehan uh, dominated the field, uh, kind of Tiger Woods style, in 1992. And, and she then, wasn't very good either. What's that? She wasn't very good looking either. Well, it, she was a really good golfer, though. Huh? Where are you putting your priorities? Yeah. So then, uh, unforgettably, who can forget this? In, in 2019, Australian cricket captain Meg Lanning records a tied-for-20th international world record individual score of 133 off 63 balls in a 93-run win against England at the Clemsford Southern Stars Clinch Women's Ashes Cricket Tournament. Can you believe that? I know one girl in college <laughs> that went through 63 balls in one night. I don't, other than that, I mean, that's astounding. I can't, I can't imagine anything like that. That was, that was an impressive cricket challenge. I don't even understand the rules of cricket. Yeah, I but there, cricket is in this damn sports notes quite a bit. It is in there a lot. We may have to get our uh, listeners in speed up to. Speed I know that with cricket, cricket used to be like a single game used to go multiple days. And in order to get, like, the western part of the world into cricket, they had to shorten it, and they shortened the games to, like, you know, less than, like, half a day. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they're trying to get, you know... Uh, well, I'm still not us. into cricket, so nah. they, have, they still haven't done a good enough job. Yeah, but. I'm not either. All right, you're up for ranking Mother Schmuckers, Dave. Uh, okay, so, as far as refreshing, yes. As far as tasting like a beer... No. I'm going to go 3.35. Wow. This is actually like... Did I say 3.35? Yes, you did. Oh, wow. Wow, is that good or bad? I'm telling you what, I'm still chasing ghosts. Did you have... Are you dyslexic? <laughs> did you want a 5.33? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I don't... Most of the ratings have been in the threes. If anybody's been paying attention to me, most of my ratings have been in the threes. No, this is my first one in a long time that has been a sub three. Yeah, so, that's nowhere near a sub three. That's almost. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to go a 2.35. Oh, okay. Sorry, not a 3.35. Wow. And that, you know what? What leads to the bizarro world. What's if you a, rate what, this thing above a three, that'll be totally bizarro to me. All right. Well, I, I was thinking three point zero five, but now you made me feel like no. I don't want I, you. No, I don't want I, you to make it feel I, like anything. I'm going three point zero five. That's what's bizarre. It's like that one movie where like wasn't Jason Bateman and he became his mom and the mom became Jason Bateman or sounds like a personal issue or whatever that became. That's this is a this is this is a weird. very strange <laughs> ranking for us because this is I bought this beer for you. I think this is what they call an outlier in the statistical world. It, it must be an outlier. You, you know what it's like to be an outlier. <laughs> but 2.35. I mean, like I said, I may, go, I may go back to Eastman Party Store, free ad, and purchase two six-packs next time we cut the grass because this actually is drinkability. And I'm surprised a paltry 2.35. I would, but hey, I would agree with the drinkability part, but... Well, there go my notes. We'll get those on the break. If All I'm, right. gonna, this is, I'm not going to argue that it's no, just surprising I that I put this at a 3.05 and you're at a 2.35. Our listeners would think that this got to be reversed. When our listeners taste these, they're going to say, how did Mike rate this higher than Dave? And we'll just say, keep listening, you'll find out. Fuck you. I guess with the can, and I'm looking at the can, and it looks like a freaking jar of jelly. 
It's a picnic tablecloth. It, it, it is, but I mean, I'm talking with the raspberries and the and everything about it. I was, I don't know why, I was expecting a little more fruity. That's all I got was fruits. It, it actually tasted like a natterday. I'm, I'm stuck in the middle. That's why I guess right. that's why I'm not sure how I feel about this. And I, I'm like, eh, probably go with it. Hey, fuck it. You know who yeah. cares? You know that. Okay. You know, there's always anomalies in every situation. I agree. All right, fuck it. All right, Dave. Almost sad, really, when we come to our third and final tasting. It is. We ought to expand our podcast to like three hours and we'll taste hundreds of beers. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll be passed out by like the. 18th beer, but how we can advertise it is we're sampling 100 beers. Sure. Anyway, hey, we're, we want to do our part in this yep. COVID-ridden society and community of ours. Yep. And exactly. So the third tasting tonight is from Big Lake Brewing. It's a hazy double IPA, and it comes in at 9%. Which hopefully it's as smooth as uh, Chasing Ghosts, ten point three percent, forty five IBUs, in an untapped rating higher than the Chasing Ghosts, a four point zero six. But that could be a little misleading because Chasing Ghosts was twelve thousand check ins, and the beer we're about to sample is only one thousand two hundred and ninety check ins. Right. But it's Big Lakes Brewing Healthcare Heroes. So I assume it's yeah their tribute to hey thanks for being there during this absolutely goofy stupid times we're living in so here's to you guys let's see what it says in the can uh, in this setting with no glasses I can't fucking read it so you want me to read it I've got mine sure, on go ahead. okay so maybe I can do this we brewed this beer as a tribute to all the heroes working the front lines. I think we all know a nurse, a doctor, or someone in the medical field impacted by COVID-19. Not all heroes wear capes, but they well do done, wear Dave. they do wear PPE. Yes, they do. Well done. All right, let's go. It's going to be hard to beat the smoothness of Chasing Ghosts 10.3. This is nine percent. This is a banger when it comes to uh, alcohol. No, but I'm getting a really good pour here, and I like the oh, hazy. You know what? I mean, it goes without saying, Dave. Yeah. I mean, we're into episode 32. Yeah. I think only the bad pours are going to be noted because we've become aficionados Nottos. of the pour, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, our pours have been money for the last at least 10 pods. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. Yeah, it's hmm. another solid selection. I'm going to pat myself on the back here. I've had yep. a fucking trio of selections that I'm very proud of. There's not the fruitiness. There. Chasing Ghost had a little more citrusy flavor yeah. at the start. Right. Not overbearing, but it was there. at the end. Yep. This is more of like a smooth IPA taste start to finish. Yep. Hit you up front. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, hmm. So what do we got? Uh, okay, I want to talk about potential start of football. And so one of the things in the news right now is the 14-day quarantine that MSU put their entire team and staff in a couple days ago. And what that means, what that means for the rest of football and, right. and how that's going to work. So here's my quick take. Now that some of the professional sports are underway, MLB... Uh, NBA is is going to start here, you know, at the end of the week, but they've already got some uh, scrimmages going on. Hockey, um, obviously, UFC, but with some of these sports that have a little closer contact, hockey, NBA, those two right there. Even though they're somewhat in a bubble, and football is not going to be in a bubble, I think they're still going to be able to. Football is going to be able to take away some aspects of those models as they go forward a couple of weeks and say, okay, this is working, this isn't working, and they're going to take some of those pieces and parts. Um, some of the conferences in football, co uh, college football in particular, they're going to be able to take some of those pieces of those models and say, okay, well, 
this didn't work for them. It did work for them. And they're, I think football moving forward is, uh, I guess I'm, I'm having trouble putting it into words, but I'm, I'm optimistic about them being able to, to make it go forward. Now, unless there's a bunch of complete morons that are running the show, you know, and they can't put the pieces together uh, to make it work, then, you know, it might not work. A lot of the conferences have pushed, I know, the, the MAC, the GLIAC. Um, obviously, the Ivy League said they're not even playing, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, the Power Five are holding on with a death grip because of those TV contracts. What do you think? I think the TV contract is vital to it because, hey, after all, everybody has to pay the bills because as I've had a, many debates with my mother-in-law, She's like, oh, I can't believe that the football does this, football does that. And, you know, because as a former teacher, she's stressing education in college, which you would think education is the main part of college, which to a degree it is, but it's not the computer lab or the, you know, the poli-sci pep team that is building that oh, yeah. science lab for $4.6 million. Right. It's a football team. Right. The football team is building that, you know, the science lab that sure. like all these future doctors and not even from gate receipts, just from concessions exactly, or from yeah, exactly. t-shirt so sales like, outside the stadium. You know, so I I have no problem with the big boys. Like you said, okay, the Ivy League's not playing. The Ivy League is a school that plays sports. The big five, to a degree, are schools. Our sports teams they're, they're, that yeah, have school. They're, they're sports teams. That, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> sports teams are like, hey, you know, if Ohio State wouldn't have won the national championship here, we, you know, we probably couldn't have given as many scholarships, so whatever. And yet, okay, yes, you go to college to learn. Fine, I get it. There's, there's hardcore individuals that are like, oh, you go to school, you know, okay, that, that's fantasy land. There are many programs that bring in people, athletes, men and women, right. that otherwise would have no interest in going to school other than the fact that they're athletic. Right. So athletic pays the bills. Yeah. So I think that's why all these power fives are you know are trying to do this, that, and the other things. Like we have to get some games because, like you said, the television contracts, like you know. And they even talked that Notre Dame is going to be able to join the ACC because Notre Dame, you watch Notre Dame because yeah. you love them or you hate them. But they bring but, TV but they bring, Yeah, they bring people in there. Right. And as an independent, it's like, okay, well, who are we going to play? Right. So the ACC is talking about, well, we'll, we'll bring you into this, and that, that's even good for the ACC. Oh, Notre Dame's in the ACC? Woo-hoo, yeah, bring it. Yeah. So, I mean, to your point, I'll bring it. Okay, so I started off my first year of college at Ferris. Uh, real quick, their basketball team was number one Division two in the country. I, I went to some of the preseason games. They were absolutely freaking awesome. You, you could get in. You can get in at halftime for free because there was nobody at Ferris State University going to these games. Right. And so, I mean. With the fact that I didn't think I belonged, you know, I didn't want to follow through with the with with the major that I went to Ferris for in the first place. That and the fact that you know I grew up listening to Michigan and Michigan State and the Big Ten, and you know what I mean. I'm like, right. ah, I want this. I, I want the big. So like to your to your point, you know, I transferred to Michigan State because I wanted that. Right. You know, that oh, yeah. that Big Ten, that yep. big, you know, on the radio, on TV, you know, and go to the games, and now I'm a student, and I can get tickets to there. So, you know, there's there's money. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's what all of it is about, is money. And, you know, so I, you know, Michigan State, they're going to quarantine their program. And, like, I saw the one article where it's like, oh, this is going to put Michigan State at disadvantage if they do play because it, that's 14 days. And it's like, all right. That's just nonsense because you're not talking about 60-year-old guys that are like, oh, they need to really walk around the neighborhood to keep their cardiovascular up. You're talking 18 to 22-year-old kids. Right. And, you know, even in quarantine, you know D'Antonio, or not D'Antonio, who's their new coach? Uh, the new coach is uh, Mel Tucker. Uh, you, you know Mel Tucker's going to be putting them through stuff 
Oh yeah. With them social. Oh, they should all be having. They should all have sleeping bags at the Duffy Doherty building. They right. should all be sleeping in the turf room. I mean, if they all have to quarantine it, it together, it could be a strength uh, to some degree. Or they should not even miss a beat. I mean, they can get food brought to them without any contact right. whatsoever. You know, if they're all staying there in that complex. Exactly. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see that. And I think there's a lot of paranoia that goes because. You and I actually talked off pod a couple weeks ago. Is nobody wants to be that chancellor, that school president, that superintendent that's like, oh, Jane Doe, <coughs> excuse me, got sick playing high Matt school Gammon. lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Had COVID. Right. And unfortunately passed away. Nobody wants to be that oh, superintendent. No, like, oh, absolutely. Jesus Christ, I should have fucking... Right. Why didn't I just fucking cancel the right. lacrosse? Nobody cared about lacrosse anyway. Why didn't I just cancel it? For sure. Nobody wants to be... Just like pre-COVID days, it was like, yeah. seriously? Kids had a snow day? There's not even any ice on the ground. But nobody wants to be the superintendent of the bus that skids off the road and has 43 kids right. dead exactly. because they slipped off the road on black ice. So, you know, I, I say I, to some degree, my take is you got to move on business as usual and exercise caution where you can. And at the lower levels, like the high school levels, I think you just have to have parental consent. Yeah. You know, hey. You I think the legal to, term is being prudent. No. Yeah. And and you, you talk to your son or daughter. Hey, as a parent, you say, hey, look, at blah, 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 blah. These are the risks. Blah, 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 blah. Do you want to play tennis? Do you want to play football? Do you want to play whatever? Sure. And if the if your kid is like, uh, I don't want to get sick. No, mom. I no, but dad, I don't want to. Yeah. Okay, they don't play. If right. your kid is like, fuck it, I I want to play. Let me play. You sign the consent form. You turn to the superintendent, and everybody knows risk of hand. And one death is one too many, especially with a young person. Absolutely. Especially with a young person. One death is one too many, but you know what? That's actually life. I mean, there are things that you just, like, put your head in your hand. And like, Well, we talked happen? about this off pot a little bit. I mean, we, <laughs> you know, every kid, every year, how many how many millions of kids get handed keys and a driver's license? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, to yeah, your a point. 35-pound, a 3,500-pound missile. To your, <laughs> right. To, to your point. You know what I mean? I, I, I guess I'm... I'm I'm validating what you're saying a little bit. You right. know, we accept that risk that we're going to let our kids and, out on and, the road. And then if the parent or the student says, you know what, I don't want to get COVID, I don't think the risk, and I'm never going to go pro, so sure. I don't need to play my junior season of uh, girl softball. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Then the, the girl that wasn't going to play, she was going to sit on the bench. She's like, yes, maybe I can start. Yeah. You know, so... But there's got to be something. But just to just put it in a bubble and say, nope, done, gone, over. I'm not for that. But, hey, yeah. I don't know shit. What do I know? Um, so what do you think? Do you think that, though, that football can, can, can learn something from, you know, these other teams, oh, professional sure. teams and something, yeah. you know, so that they can actually start a season and, and, and maybe go through it? You know, and then I'm not going to, because this can be at a whole nother pod. You know, supposedly there might be a vaccine by Thanksgiving. There might be a vaccine by yeah, Christmas. I don't even, I'm not even worried about the vaccine. It's, I actually think it's about what you're willing to risk. Because it's like, all right, because I've never been tested. Right. To my knowledge, you've never been tested. Me personally and the rest of my family pretty much, yes. Uh, two of my family, uh, yeah, the rest of my family Three, has yeah. been. All tests have shown up negative. So who's to say you and I are not positive? True. And, that, and that. that that's the whole kicker of the thing. It's like, you know what? And that's why I, that's why I'm just baffled by it. I think it's all, not all political stuff. Obviously, it's real. People die. I get it. Whatever. The politicians are taking advantage right. of it is what you're Thank saying. You. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. That horse, that horse has been bad. We've and we've continued to. 
Where did that saying come from? Beat a dead horse. Who, who, who in their right mind sits there and beats a dead horse? Who wants to beat a dead horse? I don't know. That fucking thing's dead. What are you going to beat it for? I don't know. That's crazy. Now, turn it back to another episode. You might fuck it, but why would you continue to beat it? (laughs) All right. Random question coming up. Oh, wait a second. Before we get to the random question, hey, viewing. Viewing. Sorry. All right. Been on a roll lately. Netflix. That's the one good thing about COVID, if you can call it a good thing, is Liz and I have just been watching shit, both good and bad, on Netflix. And it's, uh, we just finished In the Dark, second season, Blind Girl. And, like, even Lisa, she's like, well, she's not really very productive. All she does is fuck things up and fuck. And it's like, all right, well, hey, who doesn't want to fuck a blind girl? Oh, my God. But, uh. Um, and then we did finish Lilyhammer, the guy, uh, the Van's Ant guy from uh, Sopranos. We have not started season two. It's a three se- series season series because season one is like yeah, a little yeah. janky. The third one is The Last Dance. The Last Dance is now available on Netflix. Both boys have watched it and said they really like it. Liz and I have yet to start that, but the two that I'm really fired up about. Shameless season ten, as of today, is now available on Netflix. Season ten. Season ten. Wow. Season ten's without Fiona. I want to see how the series goes without Fiona. Yeah. And then uh, the other one that starts later this week is the Umbrella Academy. Oh, I watched. I watched that. Season I two. It. I watched all of it. Whatever it was, whatever they have, I watched the Umbrella Academy. Well, that's one though. Because okay. season two is not even out until later this I watched week. one. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'm, Whatever ad- they that's had. Why I'm advertising season two. Well, I just got excited because, I, I, you know, that's one of them that I really paid attention to. Well, you should get into Shameless because Shameless is fucking awesome. I anyway. was into it for quite a while and then kind of just well, fell off the radar. Get it in that fucking random question. <laughs> you want me to start the random question? It's your random question. You didn't want to talk about Umbrella Academy? I just did. Well, no, I mean more in depth. Oh no, fuck no! Season two is coming out. It's coming want... out. All right. Yeah, I, that's. I I, I yeah, like. I, I don't want to talk about the old one. That was last year. We okay. don't. We don't want to bore. You know, because if We're you the listeners, if you haven't seen season one, you don't want to know about it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. And random. that's why I said get to the fucking random okay, question. Get to it. <laughs> Keep your pants. Well, you're the one that keeps throwing the fucking <laughs> red flag up to me. <laughs> Is that like calling you and like telling you to hurry up? Yes. <laughs> All right. I try to play along, and you just say, you keep pointing to the timer, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> get to the random question. You keep bringing up an umbrella carry. Fucking get to the random question. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, this one for the random question because you said our listeners would rather have, you know something spontaneous and boom 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 correct so which would you rather have got it yes a burn or a cut cut a sprained ankle or a broke finger broke finger Hmm. constipation or diarrhea diarrhea allergies or a head cold hmm allergies have you had allergies? I have both. Okay. Um, a stubbed toe or a cracked shin? Stubbed toe. That's not even close. Crack, you hit so, you hit your shin on something that's fucking <laughs> life, the worst. That's damn near life threatening. <laughs> okay. Hiccups or your arm falls asleep? Hiccups. The yeah, I'm falling asleep because me being a hypochondriac, I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> so I want the hiccups. <laughs> okay. Uh, the sweats or the chills? Sweats or the chills? Sweats yeah. or the chills? Sweats. Sweats. Okay, here we go. Chapped lips or a chafed taint? Oh, chapped lips. Easily. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, like yeah. chapped, cracked lips rather than oh, a yeah, chafed taint? Yeah, it's not even close. Okay. Step on a pointed object or a shut finger in a door? So, stepped on a pointed object or you get your finger shut in a door? I'm going to go finger shut in the door because what if you the pointed object you step on just impales you and you die? So, I'm going to go... And you're rusty. You yeah, gotta get, okay. I'm going to go finger in a door. Okay, last one. 
bee sting in the arm or towel snapped in the ass? Towel snapped in the ass. You'd rather have that. Yeah, that, than that's the bee almost sting in the like arm. A, that's almost like a dare shit. Mm. <laughs> All right, that's the random question for this episode. All right, so we're drinking Healthcare Heroes from Big Lake Brewing. Mm-hmm. I went four point zero five on the first beer. I think the first beer had a slightly more fa- flavor than this beer. Yep. So I am gonna. Wow. I don't. We'll have to look back at the archive and see when I've had two straight four points. But I'm only gonna go four point zero zero because I think Healthcare Heroes was fantastic. I don't think it had the flavor of Chasing Ghosts. So I'm going to go 4.00. On this one, I have to absolutely agree with you. I'm going to go, you know what, I don't, for some reason I have an aversion to rating it exactly like you, but who cares? That's what I was thinking of. I was going to go just a smidge below the Chasing Ghost. So I'm going to go 4.00 as well. And if we check back under our archives, Dave. It's been a while. I'm not sure if we've ever had the exact ranking. We're going to have to look at that. We will. you have anything else? Because I'm looking down into my spitting chiclets, not a big deal glass. And though I'm not quite out of beer, I'll be there in a second. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.